Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment. Anyways, I got my guy Q in here. I'm your host, Kyle Coglatori, and let's get right into it, Q. The Twins are back. Baseball's back. Who's winning the World Series? Um, I feel like every year with the MLB, I always either go Dodgers or Yankees just because they have such rich history and, you know, getting there, going deep in the playoffs, you know, good pitchers, good hitters. I mean, how do you go wrong? Obviously, you throw the the uh, the cheating Astros in the mix in there, and uh, you know, there's some other good teams that are you know competing as well. You know, um, I think Tampa Bay Rays they had a pretty good season last season as well. So it's a uh, I feel like it's always in between those like four to five teams. So um, this year I'm gonna go with the uh, I think it goes back to New York. I think the Yankees, I might put a futures bet in on the Yankees to win it all. I don't know their odds right now, but I'm going to ride with the Yankees. I'm going to give me a ball cap. That's the team I root for if it's not the Twins. You know, my family's from New York. But for me, America's pastime, I'm just glad to see the Twins giving us something fun to watch. It's a very different team than what I was used to growing up. It was never very offensive. It was very defensive. It was all about the pitching. But now we got some dudes with some hammers, man. It's fun to watch watch some people knock some stuff out the park. Um, it's awesome that we got Nelson Cruz back. Dude's just fun to watch. I mean, the, the team will be entertaining, and that's all I can really ask for. Would it be nice to get a World Series? Yes. But I want to be entertained. It's a long I season. I agree. Um, I actually want to get out to some uh, some Twins games this season. Just I haven't been yet. That's the only game I haven't seen. Uh, professional as far as in Minnesota since I've moved here. And, yeah, I'm going to go to a couple of Twins games this season. So I was looking at some tickets last night. We'll, we'll see, man. I gotta, we we got to get to a game. <laughs> they, uh, be prepared to spend, what, $8 on a hot dog and $15 on a beer? Uh, I'll pass on those. <laughs> <laughs> Smuggling I, I might, we'll see. We'll see. It's all about the experience, man. You know, you got you to gotta at least do it once. I can't say I'll consistently spend that on you know, those concession items. But, you know, when you're there, you got to enjoy it and, you know, take it in, especially your first opportunity at uh, Target Field. I agree, man. It's going to be awesome. We got to do it. Um, college basketball, before we get into talking about the championship, I just want to run up some some quick news, go for news. Ben Johnson add David Thornson and uh, Jason Kemp to his coaching staff. We're expecting him to add – one more coach by the end of this week or, or early next week. I mean, this week's pretty much over. But that's what we've been alerted of. Um, but what do you want to talk about within the championship? I know Gonzaga, they just didn't seem like they were ready against Baylor, man, which is crazy. Man, it was one of those games. You know, I, I told a couple of friends that, um, you know, I had a futures bet on Gonzaga just because they, you know, they were a good team the entire year. So I placed that in January. And I thought they were going to do it all. You know, Baylor, they, they've been pretty consistent all year. They did have some tough losses in conference. But come tournament time, man, they they turn into a different beast. They shoot the ball well from three, you know, off the catch, off the dribble. 
they just harassed Gonzaga on the perimeter and, you know, they made it difficult for them. You know, they, they had pressure on the ball. They were hitting shots like crazy. It, it was just one of those games, man. Like if you're, if you're not locked in from the jump that they're going to get on you, you know, they say no one wants to uh, retaliate until they get punched in the face and, Gonzaga really didn't retaliate until they got punched probably four or five times. So it was a it was a good competitive national championship game, at least from Gonzaga. You know, towards the second half, but Baylor just initiated. You know, as the aggressors out the gate, it was crazy. You know, Gonzaga just it was like they couldn't miss, but even when they did miss, they got all the offensive rebounds. They got all the second-chance points. That, that was the craziest part about the game. Yeah, Baylor's tough, man. They 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 play all out for each other. You know, their guard play is phenomenal. They have some pretty strong defensive bigs in the paint as well that they rotate in and out. They're just versatile, you know. They all can guard, you know, pretty much each position out there. And they got a good length, good size, good speed, good strength. It's It's just the perfect combination. And I feel like that coach has been, uh, you know, he's had some solid teams, but, you know, he never could get over that hump. Now he he's, he's done it. Congrats. Yes, Congrats to Baylor. Yes, he does. You know, and, and shout out Jalen Suggs, too. I think that game would have been a little bit different if he wasn't benched in, like, the first minute of the game. Two yeah, fouls, got, start off didn't got, help. Yeah, he got in foul trouble in, like, the first, I think, three, four minutes, man. That, that hurt him a lot just because, you know, he's a, a big-time player for them, and – you know, they needed his energy the entire game, 40 minutes. They they definitely needed it. You know, going to the bench early, he has to sit and watch for, you know, I don't know, eight to ten minutes of a pivotal stretch when they break out that lead. You know, I'm sure he could have contributed something to help, you know, calm that deficit. Well, all right. Let's jump into the NBA. First of all, the Lakers in trouble. Um... Not necessarily, just because I feel like they're in they're in a tough situation right now because they're they're very injured. You know, they're they're missing their two best players. They did just make a trade and uh, acquire Ben McLemore, which is a good you know a good guard. I don't know if he's gonna most likely come off the bench, but he, he he'll provide great energy. He can score. He can defend. I think he's an upgraded KCP in that situation. But, you know, LeBron, uh, AD, they'll get their rest, you know, as they're injured. They'll, they'll come back, you know, a little bit before the playoffs start, and they'll be ready. I'm sure they're not worried about seeding. I did see Magic Johnson tweet out this. He's excited for this year's NBA playoffs because he sees some higher seed teams knocking off some, you know, I guess some lower seeded teams knocking off some higher seeded teams which in this example, the Lakers are ranked fifth right now in the Western Conference. I could see them floating between that four and seven spot. So whoever they match up against, obviously I'm sure they can beat them in seven games. It's the Lakers. It's, you know, it's LeBron. Like, he's not going to lose first round. We know that. It doesn't matter the seeding in the playoffs. Like, the Phoenix Suns are in second right now. They're playing good. The Jazz are in first. Do I see either of those teams beating the Lakers in seven games? No. So seeding won't matter this playoffs, at least for the Western Conference, um, probably for the East as well. You know, uh, I don't see anyone really beating Brooklyn. 
you know, I think it'll be between those top four teams in the East, you know, Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, I guess. Heat. But Heat, yeah, let's not count the Heat out. They're they're going to be in the mix as well. You know, I'm sure there'll be a you know another team floating around making one or two wins in their series as well. But I don't think they're in trouble. I I don't I think they're they're fine where they are. You know, they're going to cruise control until the playoffs until you know they get their team back healthy, and then they'll they'll be ready for playoffs as usual. Do you think that the jealousy that's being spread about the Nets roster is warranted? Um, I think so. I think it's, it's come to a point where everyone's starting to hate the super teams and, you know, can you fault these guys for ring chasing? Not at all. Everyone wants to put that stamp on their, their resume as they're winding down in their, their careers. You know, a lot of guys are out of their prime now. Blake Griffin's no longer in his prime. LaMarcus Aldridge's no longer in his prime. Then you got three guys, Kyrie, Harden, Durant, who are still pretty much in their prime so ride those coattails get, get yourself a ring and uh you know understand how you got it but end of the day no one cares if, as long as you got it i don't know you better you better hope that blake and lamarcus don't hear you man because I, I think they still got some juice in the tank baby oh oh for sure i mean lamarcus came from my favorite team the san antonio spurs so i know he he still can hoop but by by no means are they still in their prime you know, I, I got I got to ask you a question. Is CP3 on the last year of his deal? I believe he's on a two-year in Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm about to look it up right now because I'm curious. Free agent in 2022. Hmm, so one is that one more year? Yeah. This man's got one more year. I, I was thinking – God, I was wondering if he was going to run away and finally go to L.A. with Braun. You know, I really want to see that. Really want to see that. Uh, would be nice, you know. I, I think they could use a point guard like him. Uh, who knows if Chris Paul still would probably be with the Lakers if uh, they never vetoed the trade. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. How, how scammy was that? That's ridiculous. Yeah, he would have had a couple of rings too. Uh, you know, he'd have been there with some uh, some killers. Dude, I, it's it's crazy to think next year he's gonna be thirty seven. It's wild, man. It's just, it's crazy because you know I remember when he came into the league from uh from college, man. He was a rookie on the Nets, and it, it's it's wild but how fast time goes by, and you know we've been able to be blessed and you know watch his entire career, you know as you know youth, you know. Watch his career, LeBron's career, all these guys that are, you know, going to be in the Hall of Fame, most likely. It's crazy. We got a, a chance to see it. Greatness. Greatness. All right. Well, let's talk about that 25 under 25. And first of all, I just feel like ESPN needs to stop making lists because this list is hot garbage. Hot garbage. I agree. Um, I mean, there's some players that, you know, should be above others, but I feel like there's some players that they gave too much credit too soon. I know it's based off of potential, but, you know, I mean, LaMelo Ball has played, you know, a quarter games? of a season. <laughs> not, probably not even, you know. It's like he's played that half a season, and he's third on the list. There's no – dude, I can name – first of all, Let's, let's go right through it. 
Luca, okay, by far, yes, number one. They got that right. Zion, I feel like Zion's a little iffy at two. That that's a little too much. But Lamello, I, I would put him, I would put him top, uh, top six or seven. You know, I I don't know about two, but I I love Zion. I love Zion, but I do not think he's two. I agree. And then when you get to Lamelo, all right, I'm gonna go through this list, and you tell me. I'm or actually I'm just gonna say who's better. Point blank, period. Donovan Mitchell better than Lamelo. Jason Tatum by far better than Lamelo. Better than Zion, in my opinion. Darren Fox, better than LaMelo. Ben Simmons, better than LaMelo. Devin Booker, by far better than LaMelo. I think uh, he should be top five. Oh, for sure. I mean, and, and here you get a little bit iffy, but I'd still take Brandon Ingram over him. I'd take Jamal Murray, MPJ, Morant, for sure. I mean, Morant, between me and you, I, I like him more than I like Zion. I'm I'm pretty close to that as well. I think he's a you know he's still coming to his own. He's a great playmaker, incredible bounce, good score. I would I would put him in that you know top twelve, top ten. I'm thinking when I look at this, I think about Luca, I think Jason Tatum, I think Devin Booker, I think Morant, then Ben Simmons. Then you might throw in like a Zion. You might yeah, throw in Zion. I, I, I agree. I, mean, I just feel like it's it's too soon to have these guys established this high. You know, agreed. it's like you know Zion's putting on an in- incredible season. You know, you know where we expected what he's doing. You know, a lot of paint presence. Pretty much majority of his points are coming in the paint. We didn't expect anything less. He's doing well at what he's doing best. Good job, you know. I I would put him in the top, you know, twelve. But number two, I don't think you get number two just for doing power left hand layups and dunks. Yeah, I mean the, the reason for me why you look at somebody like Luca, who is just light years ahead of everybody, is he didn't come in exactly doing what he's been doing. He's progressed, but he's progressed rapidly. Yeah, it's like, obviously, he was the youngest player to win MVP in the EuroLeague, and that says something itself. Like, the kid had potential. I, you know, I I heard the accolades, but I didn't see it, like, reflect over to the NBA game right away. So his first season, I'm like, okay, he can, you know, play at his own pace. He's not rushed. And then all of a sudden, you saw him really starting to get into his bag. Like he oh, yeah. like a, it was a move last night that he did. It was like a in and out cross, half spin, Dirk one legged fadeaway on the Dirk logo, and I'm like, this kid is just unbelievable. Like, there's that's unanimous number one right there. Oh yeah, and he's oh, putting yeah. up almost triple double a night. He had like twenty seven nine and nine last night. Easy. Then then Jason Tatum to me is just flawless. I I love his game. The only reason why I notch him ahead of Devin Booker. I love D-Book, is D-Book plays no defense. Like, none. Absolutely none. So it, it, that, to me, is like, yes, you're phenomenal on offense, but you do nothing else on the other side of the court. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to argue that one. I did watch the uh, Clippers and Suns game, and, you know, they, you know, he gets his matchups on offense, they get their matchup on defense, and it's basically like, who's going to outscore who? Mm-hmm. You know, he's not really known as that two-way player like a Kawhi. But, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. 
He's a bucket, though. He's a bucket. But, I mean, yeah, we need that two-way. And, and Jason Tatum, I feel like he does it on both ends of the floor. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, I do not love his game. But, I mean, he proves it night in and night out like he's a great player. He's been balling, man. Yeah, last, last night, he was he was going nuts. He was going nuts against uh, the Blazers. He... He's been shooting it well from three this year, so I think that uh that kind of helps his game a lot just because if he's not hitting threes, like he can get to the rim, he can hit the mid-range, but the three-pointer, they kind of let him shoot it a little bit. I think he was shooting like low, mid-30s last year, and I think he's bumped that up by like 6-7%. So that's solid. You know, make them, make them play you honest. And now the Jazz, they have such a spread offense, like, you pay attention to their their action. It's you know handoff, opposite cuts, ball screen, playing off of that. And the floor is so space like you have so much room to do whatever you need to do. A lot of offenses you don't see that. I, I mean I, I still feel like it's kind of disrespectful to SGA too and Brandon Ingram. Man, I, yeah, I, this whole it's list tough. is just trash to me. I mean De'Aaron Fox, I do not see why he is sixth. I mean, I, I, he's a lefty like me. I love his game. I just don't think he's better than some of these players on here. Obviously, it's we all have our own opinion, but I, I just don't see him that high. I agree. I agree. I'm glad we went over this because that was something that was irking me that I wanted to get off my chest. Yeah, I mean, you and I both. I, I saw the list, and I immediately went to one of my group chats, and I was – I was like, uh, what do you guys think about this? You know, someone actually brought it to, to our attention. And I was like, oh, I don't think LaMelo Ball is that high. I also think, don't think De'Aaron Fox is higher than Devin Booker. So, yeah, who, who, who makes these? You know, it's all opinionated. It's not, never really any statistical backing behind it. So it is what it is. You know, it's something to talk about. Easily, easily. Something uh-huh. to publish. All right, so let's let's jump into the NFL. We're going to touch on some stuff real quick. Number one, Deshaun Watson actually had some good news in his camp today. I'm not saying that any of it's good news because it's all bad, but he he got the judge to force, I believe, 12 or 13 of the claims or, or the claimants or however you want to say it. I'm a layman, so I don't know what the, the correct terminology is, but the, the people who are filing these lawsuits against him they have to refile within two days or they're dropped and they need to disclose who they are so he can actually fight against them or or tell his side of the story i guess um in man case, everything's still no so murky for story. that dude huh i said in his case i hope there is no other side of the story i just I really don't feel like this is a, a strong case just based off of, you know, what we're seeing. Like, all of a sudden, he asked for a trade. Now, all of these accusations are coming out. All these women have the same lawyers. The lawyers are pretty good friends and, you know, have interests with the owners of the Texans. Like, it's it's just something that doesn't seem right. And, you know, Deshaun Watson has a, you know, pretty nice girlfriend whatever she is to him, uh, DeJounte Murray's old girlfriend, need I mention. Um, yeah, he, he has her, like, why would he need, you know, a masseuse to do something like that? This dude's, you know, he had a $160 million contract. I don't think he's 
forcing women to do something like that. It just doesn't sound right. This dude, no, nah, nah, I don't believe it. I, you know what? I, I think it sounds really fishy to me as well. And, and the things that sound fishy to me are like every single story is very much similar. All about wanting him to have stuff done to his booty hole, which I highly doubt. Not saying that people aren't into that, but I'm saying I just don't think that this dude's like, hey, I need a massage to get my booty hole rubbed. Then the other thing that was odd to me, which I just find it very difficult to believe somebody was forced into giving oral sex. Maybe somebody was forced to touch something that they didn't want to touch, but I don't understand how somebody could be forced into oral sex because for me, just logically thinking, if that said woman wanted to, she could bite his shit right off. And I feel like he would learn his lesson really quickly. And that's just me thinking. And one of the stories uh, I was reading, uh, it was when like one of the first two or three accusations came out. One of the ladies were like, yeah, I was scared. So I, you know, shit it on myself. Like, oh, okay. Like, I don't, I just don't believe it. Like, it just doesn't sound right. Like, I was so scared. Like, well, he, he can't really force you to do it. He can to a point, but then again, that's more evidence on him. So I just don't think it, it just doesn't sound right. I don't know. I, I, first of like, all, you I don't hope have to get the massage. I hope none of it's true because I, <laughs> I feel really bad. I don't want things like that happening to women. And if, if it is true, it's super serious and it's super sad. And, I just hope it's not because I don't want to think of people doing that to women, period. I agree. I agree. Um, so let's transition to Nick Boza looking good on tape, coming back from that ACL, posting some workouts. Boy's a monster. Those those Bosa brothers, man, they're uh they're definitely uh a huge train effect. They're they're coming. As long as they stay healthy, I think they'll always be, you know. One of the top pass rushers in the league, of course. Them boys are scary. And I mean, the draft is coming up this month. Some rumors we're hearing. Uh, your Cowboys, sounds like Jerry Jones is obsessed with Kyle Pitts and is trying everything in his power to trade up to get him. How do you feel about that? Do you want Kyle Pitts? Uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, that, that would be a good piece. I think we should definitely lean more towards defense, but – you know, if he's available, let's let's take him. Yeah, that defense is atrocious. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I don't see the Cowboys. I mean, the offense will be fine if Dak is healthy. You guys will be fine, but that defense, oh no. Yeah, yeah, we got some some growing pains. You know, we got a couple of young guys that are you know new to the the organization as well. Just you know, similar to the Vikings in the DB core, but you know, we we gotta we gotta grow through them. The other rumors are Washington, the Patriots, and the Broncos trying to trade up for a QB. Sounds like that Trey Lance, Mac Jones, if he falls, or Justin Fields. It sounds like it's going to be one of those three. I I don't know if I believe the rumor that Mac Jones is going three to the Niners because I just don't see it. I just don't believe the hype. Yeah, it'll be be an interesting draft because there's a lot of good talent on the board early. So to see what teams select and – also, I did just have this in mind. Uh, Sam Darnold to the Panthers, huh? Mm-hmm. What do you think <laughs> of that? I think it's a, a smart move for the Jets, obviously, because they're going to bring in a quarterback. Zach Wilson? But, 
I mean, anyone who they pick up is probably going to be a, you know, a better transition than what Darnold's been doing there. I don't know. I feel I feel bad for Darnold. That dude I mean, was set up for failure. Yeah, he was in a bad situation, unfortunately. So from the jump, know, yeah, it's it sucks, but you know, you got to play the hand that you were dealt. Yeah, I I I can see the Panthers. I'm I'm not saying Darnold's going to be a top five quarterback or even top 10, but maybe top 15 potentially. He'll be, he'll be better. Ball player. For sure. Yeah. He'll oh, be yeah. better than what he had. Cause he has pieces around him now. Not like, you know, just some, some, I won't say nobodies, but some, you know, some, average, some average receivers around him. Yeah. Some nobody. Yeah. What Robbie, Robbie Anderson, the one year, Jamison Crowder and, and then Chris Herndon as a tight end. I mean, the offensive line was atrocious. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, on Bell, kind of, because he was hurt half the time. I, I'm not even counting. Did not help that man at all. Not even counting Le'Veon in this situation, but <laughs> but yeah, it was you know it's been some tough times as you know for the Jets, but hopefully they can you know rebuild and put something together where they can you know start competing and you know winning a couple more ball games and you know get get into the division talk. I think I think Sam Darnold could could be solid. I think that'll that might resurrect his career. I, I like I like the move a lot for the Jets to build. I think it was the right move to get that dude out of there because, I mean, you weren't helping him. You're a new coaching staff. You want to bring in your own guys. Like, I understand that. And the Panthers, I think he's worth a, you know, I think he's worth a flyer. Definitely. Um, might as well, you know. Obviously, this Jet situation wasn't working out for him, and, you know, get him a, a clean, a clean team with some wide receivers, with a you know superstar running back, you know, decent O line. So it'll it'll be a you know change of of pace for him. You know, new opportunities. Just uh, just have the chance to you know win more games, be in a better environment, surrounded by some some better guys as well. Only thing I'm kind of bummed about is seeing Teddy Two Gloves lose his job. Yeah, that is that is that is tough, but it's a business, man. It's a business. I wonder where he's about to go. I mean, his contract is not what you want right now, especially for a backup. Yeah. Only time will tell, man. Only time will tell. Facts, facts. And if I'm him, I'm like, nah, just give me what I'm owed. Give me my money. Give me my money. Pretty much. Gotta gotta take what they give. All right, next week. Let's get back at it. Sounds good. RIP DMX. RIP DMX, man. An icon. Very sad to see him go.